have to eat the dream. You have to sleep the dream. You have to dream the dream. You got to touch. You have to see it when nobody else sees it. You have to feel it when it's not tangible. You have to believe it when you cannot see it. You got to be possessed with the dream. The dream. Yeah. What's up, guys? Welcome to Straight From The Chest. My name is Justin Groth. Guys, I just want to thank you for giving me your listening ear this time. Welcome. If you're new, thank you for tuning in with me. If, you, or if you're old, thank you for giving me your listening ear for all these podcasts, man. I really appreciate it. Guys, now that that's done and out of the way, you know, um, I have to really just, I really just have to have you listen to me for a second. I don't know where you're at right now. I don't know what, what, where you're at in your walk, so to speak. But I will tell you this for a fact, the enemy is going to distract you and it's going to disconnect you from what you were called to do. I can't tell you how many times in my own life I doubt myself. I don't think what I'm doing is working and I don't, I don't even understand how or where this is going to, how and where this is, how this is going to manifest. Even talking to you, this is all candid. I don't have nothing written out. I don't have, this is all off the rip. And that's honestly how I choose to do things. Most people would think that's audastic. That, that's fine. I choose to do things this way. Believe it or not, I feel the best going off the cuff. But that's in part because my most genuine side really imposes itself on you. And that's, that's what I like the most because I'm not good at trying to be something else or something that I'm not. I'm really, really good. Even when I'm not good at being myself, even, you know, all scrapes and tears and, and fumbles in its entirety. I am better at being who I'm called to be Even if it's in this conversation, I'm better at being myself and so are you. You obviously understand that. But even amidst you being yourself, man, there's going to be some massive disconnects. There's going to be some massive desperation associated with where you're at because what you want isn't coming or what you visualize isn't manifesting itself. And I get it. We're all there and no one knows where this road's going and your struggle is is definitely an understatement to say the least at times, right? Some people say the struggle's real and you're sitting there thinking you don't even know what a struggle is. And I know that they're saying that to kind of, you know, be emphatic a little bit and, and, and be kind of, you know, jokester, a jokester to some degree. But it's like, look, the struggle is 100% real. And the problem with the struggle is you're seeing it as a struggle. You're not seeing it as a process. And this struggle is meant to refine you. It's meant to charge you to a new level. I mean, you're seeing it as a struggle and it's really perspective, right? It's perspective based. If you see this as a struggle, you see this as a hard tunnel that you're traveling down and you, and you, you not only visualize it at that as that, but you also take it in as that. And you don't take it in as this is going to be a part of my testimony here. This is what's going to cause people to relate to me. This is what's going to cause me to be captivating and fascinating one day. One day. 
And it's all in the one day pursuit because one day it'll happen, right? But let me tell you, one day is going to be a string of days that all of a sudden you just wake up and you're like, I can't believe all that happened. And you're looking out two years, two years in, you know, you're two years ago rather. And you're just saying, I can't believe all this came about from the last two years. And that's the, that's the thing is about what, what your, your struggle is defining you. Yes, but you can't see it as that you have to see it as a refining process because if you got up today, you're better than you were yesterday. And if you're not, you need to make some adjustments in order to be better. That's my, that's my encouragement to you because realistically we're all, we're all in, in, in tethered towards or in what we what we have that's drawing us down. That could be an addiction. That could be, that could be a relationship. That could be your family. I mean, there's something that's dragging you down. But that's also a part of a chapter in your book. And that's also a part of your testimony, your story. That's going to be actually the thing that's going to relate you with somebody else that's in a, that's in a worse position than you're in. You know, I want to, I want to give you an illustration here. If you're so lucky as to be able to buy a house and actually see it go up from the ground up, if you're ever in that position that God blesses you with a house that's new, that you can actually build and you're building it from the ground up, my advice to you is don't go to that house until it's done. And that's a lot of like your process right now in life. You're in the beginning stages. You're barely breaking ground or you barely have the frame up. You don't have any of the drywall up. You're walking through the house when it's, where it just has stilts. It's basically on stilts right now. And you're, you're just overwhelmed with the way it looks. And you don't see how this possibly could manifest into this beauty that you've, that you've pictured and you and the architects have laid out. My advice is don't go through that house yet. Don't go and try to make notes based on how it looks right now because it's all it's all going to be an inaccurate depiction before that house is actually done. And if you know that you have everything laid out and everything's going in the way that you like and you've picked out the tile, you've picked out the wallpaper, whatever, the paint, everything, like look, leave it alone until it's done. And the reason why I say that is because if you don't, you're going to be just bombarded with all the distractions that lay amongst you when you go inside that house and all the things that you see that are not done and you just, you see the contractor's tools laying on the floor and you're and you're like and you just can't possibly see how this can be done in in 3 months or 4 months your life is no different it's very analogous to your life that whole illustration that i laid out when you're going through your process, your struggle, quote unquote, and you're seeing it as a struggle, it is only that because you see it as that. It's your perspective, right? We've gotten through that. Okay. So now you see it as a refining process. That's the whole quote unquote positivity mindset, but that's not positivity. That's just reality here. I hate positive mindset. I don't believe in it. It's all about perspective and how you choose to consume and digest something that's in front of you. So you're choosing to see it as a refining process. Therefore, 
You know this process isn't done yet. So why would you give yourself a grade? Why would you give the house a arbitrary grade when it's not done yet? And allow all of the, all of the essentially just, um, pieces that are not put together yet in that house manifests itself into something of, oh, well, this is the, this is the product that I'm looking at. Like this is, is this the end product? Obviously not, but you have to continuously let the process lay itself out because then when it's done, then it's all, you see it in all its glory. Your life is the same way. So why would you try to take an inventory of what's going on right now in your life or try to grade it when you're not even done, man? You're still being refined. So yes, your struggle is real, but at the same time, it's also a refining process. So flip the script and choose to look at it as the refining process. And it is a part of your testimony and you need that so you can be relatable to somebody. You need that to save lives. You need that to penetrate people. You need that to be able to captivate somebody's attention. If you don't have that, you're nothing. And I don't say that like, I don't say that with a period at the end. I mean, like you have to have something to be somebody and you have to have that in the background so that you can relate to somebody because that's really what this process is about. If you don't have the tools, you're not going to be relatable to somebody. You need to be able to have tools to pull out of your tool shed and say, this is how you get through this. Or this is what I did to be able to get through this hurdle in my life. Like the experience is real. You're drowning in the experience, but you're also drowning in the, in the opportunity to see it as a refinement process. That's all it is. So stop giving yourself a grade right now. You don't even, you haven't even gotten to that point where you can give yourself an accurate grade. Stop watching your house being built. Let the workers do what they're good at and build the house. And when they call you and say it's done, then you go look, then you inspect. But until then, God's still putting his work on you. He's still laying the ground, the foundation for you. He's not finished. And you're looking at it like, well, are you, are are you finished yet? Like if you're finished, this is what I have. I can't, this is not what I expected. This is not what I envisioned. Relax. And stop being so neurotic. You're way below the totem pole when it comes to intelligence. When applied to God. So just don't even start. Just be you and be in the process and be full-fledged in the pursuit and do this thing because you love it and continue with it because you love it. And if you don't love it, stop it and do something else that you love and wait and keep pressing and then wait longer and stop getting distracted by all the the things that could possibly go wrong all the things that you know the enemy is essentially telling you because he doesn't want you to come into this 
this full-fledged manifestation of what you could be. Because he knows that's a threat to him. Look, he's only bombarding you with his disconnects and with his dilutions and his discards and his distractions because he knows you're going to be somebody. And he knows you're onto something. And he knows that when you get a hold of other people, they change. He knows all this. And he knows with this idea and this vision you have and this framework you're, that's instantiated within or that's, that's grounded in you, he knows that this is going to take you places, man. And he doesn't want that. So he's drawing all kinds of just disassociations with you and He's leading you down roads to cause you to be disconnected and and just and and want to want to step out. Meanwhile, you have to talk back to that. You have to realize that he's not pounding on the doors of people that are irrelevant. He's pounding on your door because you're relevant and because he knows you can do damage. You can do damage. Damage in the, in the progressive site, but still nonetheless damage, damage on his end because he doesn't want people to live their best life. He doesn't want people to find God. He doesn't want people to find their legacy and, and be grooved into their signature on this planet. He doesn't want that, but you're called to do that. And there's a process that's associated with that. That's sort of the price of entry. Continue following the pursuit and honestly understand that it's all just refinement. That's all. Done.